Good morning, church. You know, although it's a few people in the church today, the Holy Spirit is here. We're filled with God right now, and it's exciting. You know, I was sitting back, you know, listening to some of the songs we were just playing, we were just singing, and I was really just praising God. And, you know, God is just so, so awesome because even when, you know, even when there's just few of us here, and we know many of us sitting at home right now, God still works. And so it's just so, so awesome to have a God who loves us and who is always there with us, no matter what's going on. Even if we have to social, social distance, God is still there with us. So I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter 8. And uh, we're going to read from Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 and 27. All right, it says, Jesus calms the storm. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going down. He replied, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. You know, this is interesting because this scripture is talking about us believing and having faith in Jesus, even when we're in darkness. And all throughout the Bible, Jesus reminds us this. God reminds us that we must give it to him when it's not in our control. And even when we think it's in our control, it's really not. You know, I, as I was meditating on this verse, there's a couple of other verses that came to me. And I just want to share those with you because, again, I think God, God is always trying to teach us something. And so... In First Peter, let me, let me move over to here. I'm looking at the ESV version. In First Peter, chapter five, verse six, he says, "Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may be exalted, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you." And you know the thing that really stood out to me was humble yourselves. We always want to be in control, but we must recognize that Jesus is the only answer. And so as we go into our next song, I ask you to just humble yourself. I ask you to give yourself an opportunity to give your problems and your darkest times to God. It's amazing, amazing, amazing when we do that, how God shows up. You know, uh, Friday, I had an incident at work that took place. And uh, I woke up to a call that said that the order that we've been working on and producing was on hold. And it was interesting because the, the president of the company who called me, she was very anxious and she wanted to basically shut down everything. And I told her to hold up, hold up. And, you know, I'm kind of trying to get my bearings straight while I'm sleeping but I, I said give give me a half an hour and I'll be there I get up going to the shower and I just started praying to God and I said God I know you got it so then went went to work we got had an emergency meeting got everybody together and you know we made some some quick adjustments we kept the day shift going we just canceled our night shift and we just you know we we, we made a few things that was responsible to do but I wasn't worried because I knew that God still had it in his hands because you're talking about jobs here now, right? And about what, three hours later, they called back and lifted it. And you know, I just said, you know, it's funny because we can sit there and say, oh, wow, you know, well, they changed their mind or, you know, whatever happened and make it seem like we did something. But it's, you know, it took me back to that place saying, you know, just that giving it to God, giving it to God in every situation 
every situation. No matter how little or how big it is, we have to give it to him. So as we go into this next song, Tremble, it's all about giving it to God. It's all about allowing him to take over the darkness because he can be, defeat the darkness. We can't. But through him, we can. Let yourself go and allow the Holy Spirit to work within you. Allow God to talk to you and talk to him. Let's just not sing the song. Talk to God. Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, I love you. I thank you, God. You're such an awesome God. We are so fortunate and so blessed in this world to have the things that we have, to have the people that we have, to be able to have the life that we live. And I just thank you, God, for just loving on us, even though we don't deserve it. I thank you for helping us, Lord Father, seek you. And I ask you, Lord, to help us understand, Lord, that even through dark times, you are there. Even when it doesn't go our way, it's your will. Even when the pain is there and it doesn't turn out the way that we would like it to turn out, it's your purpose. Help us see that and know that, Lord. And when we know that every single situation that we're in is because of you and it's your will and purpose, then we become at peace. Help us see that and help us understand, Lord, that your spirit is always with us and all we have to do is abide in you. I love you, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. We'll say our, spiritual, spirit, uh, our scripture decoration and then we'll move on to this song. Lord, we honor your word to us. May your truth become our heart's pursuit and our life's practice. Thank you. Amen. All right. You can be seated if you're here in the house today. And if you are, just want to say it's good to see your beautiful faces back with us. And uh, if you are at home watching, I hope that song was a blessing to you. I know it was a blessing here in this place. I was feeling it. I was enjoying it. And I was thinking to myself, thank God that we know a God who is in control at all times. And that when it feels like the darkest night is hitting us, we're not afraid of the dark because we know the one who makes the darkness tremble. Amen. So that is great. And uh, don't ever lose sight of that. And don't forget that if you are in a dark place right now, I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much, Peter, Eric, worship team, everyone who's already have a part and, uh, and a role to play. And uh, it's going to get weird in here. And I'll tell you why. Uh, because now there's a handful of y'all that are actually here to watch the, the TV production happening. And I'm probably going to focus there more than with you guys, but don't take it bad. I'm just trying to reach as many people as we can. We probably got more out there than we, well, I know we got more out there than we do out there, but uh, that over the next few weeks is going to change. We're going to be back in and uh, just slowly getting back to where we have an opportunity to gather together again. I told one of y'all today, um, as y'all came in, I gave you an elbow bump and I told you, I said, here in a couple weeks, you're going to get a hug and I'm excited about that. And it is great to see you guys here already. Let me just kind of remind you, um, I already talked about some of the folks that um, I wanted to honor and call out their names. And one of you texted me and reminded me that Brother Charles Red, who first came to know about our church uh, during our Hurricane Harvey time, uh, great story. We had everybody in here. We had about 200 some odd people in our uh, worship center and in the other place. And not just 250 people, give or take, but we also had about 65, you know, dogs, cats, and birds. And there was like three cats, two birds, and everything else was dogs. All right. I guess we got a bunch of dog people. But anyway, so he first came to know about this church body uh, through that time. And Brother Charles, thank you. You're a Vietnam vet. We want to honor you and make sure to remember to say thank you for your service and uh, just remind everyone about that. Okay, so new world that we're living in. I, I would bet that about 12 weeks ago, a handful of us had heard of Zoom. Now we don't know how in the world we've ever done anything without Zoom in our lives, right? Amen. 
definitely be a part of the Zoom Bible studies. Those have been really great and a lot of fun and a lot of you uh, participating around God's word. But I wanted to show you a couple of Zoom truths that you could probably identify with. So let's kind of go through these. I'm trying to get a couple of smiles out of a difficult time. So let's check this out. The Zoom meeting, if it's audio only, you're there on the left. If you're with video, that's what you look like. Can I get an amen in the chat, right? Okay, yeah, you know, and, and we appreciate the right-hand side. I mean, I've been amazed. Even Ryan Reynolds looks like somebody's uncle these days, right? You know, he doesn't look like a movie star stud, Deadpool, whatever. He looks like a, somebody's uncle who needs to get his hair dyed again. So I respect it. I love it uh, as a guy who's uh, kind of experiencing the whitening and all that stuff. But hey, we get it. Everybody's a little bit different these days. But this is from the Houston Chronicle. Check this out. Oh, look at this. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. This is how I log into all my future Zoom chats. And anybody out there know about the Tiger King? Come on, y'all know about the Tiger King, right? It is the weirdest thing you've ever seen. This is a true story. This is a true story. This guy is from Oklahoma and so am I. So don't you dare draw any kind of conclusions. You'll never see me wearing anything tiger print at all. At least nothing visible. Anyway, <clears throat> that got a laugh. Everybody's laughing. And that was meant to get a laugh. Trust me, it's, it's a joke, I promise. But hey, this is not a joke. My daughter, Taryn and Mitch, was it their very first date? It was the second date. Second date ever, they went to Joe Exotic's big game park. So they literally could have been a part of the reality series of Tiger King, you know? So anyway, just FYI, not all Okies are like that. You've got a few that you know. We're just trying to keep it on the DL. But yeah, so if you've seen the Tiger King, you know what that's all about. And that's really hilarious. If you haven't seen it, trust me, it's hilarious. Okay, check this next one out. Oh my goodness. A Zoom background to properly reflect the mood. This is great because er Eric Teague has a background and it shows up like The Office, but this guy put, put up a penitentiary background because I guess he's ready to get out and get it back out there in the world these days. And you know what? It is new. It is happening. It is true. And if you've been out, you know that the roads are definitely looking a lot more busy these days than they were the last few weeks. But check this out. This is our new normal. I mean, we were given some of these today, you know, and it used to be that if people were wearing masks, you ran away from them and held onto your purse a little tighter, make sure your wallet was still in your back pocket. These days, everybody's wearing masks and it's kind of the new normal. You know, you don't just fist bump somebody, you give them the elbow or whatever. Hold on just a second. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vent for just a second. Have you noticed it's mixed messages, man. Where do they tell you to sneeze? right there. And then you go around and give each other one of these. What's that all about? It's mixed messages. Am I right? So this is the new normal. Check out this. I mean, this used to be kind of something out of an apocalyptic thing, but this is the new normal, you know, six feet apart, wearing masks and all that stuff. But hey, things are opening back up here in Texas and uh, we will be opening up uh, as it stands right now. And as it looks right now, as the momentum is going, we'll be opening some things back up over the next two weeks. Well, I've been talking a little bit about hindsight 2020 and just sharing that from last week and I want to share a little bit more this week as you saw and as you heard some great scripture from um, Matthew as Peter read that and we'll kind of be referring to that all throughout. But the concept here is, is that a lot of the time we see things only in hindsight and don't even really grasp things as they're happening for us. And we always talk about, well, hindsight is definitely what? 2020. We know that. Well, hindsight during 2020 would be nice for us because we could come away with this and be better, not just simply getting through it. And you, along with me and like a lot of us, we've all been hearing, let's just get through it. We're going to get through this together. We're going to get through this and all that. I get it. We will. We're going to get through it. I believe that with all of my heart. But, you know, it's possible that in this time, you probably could actually get better in the middle of this because you and I, we probably have started reordering some of our priorities and kind of looking at things from a different perspective that we didn't have even just 11 or 12 weeks ago. And yeah, all of this is flowing together. Am I right? Amen. I mean, it feels like I'm still in March in at least part of my brain, right? Okay. And some of you out there on the chat, you're typing amen right now because you feel it. Do me a favor. 
don't just simply type amen, type amen at this or amen at that. Because what happens is, is that you type amen and I have no idea what actually hit with you. And uh, you here in the group, just realize all you've got to do is just be loud as 135, 150 people or so on a normal Sunday. So you got no problems, right? Just everybody get ready for a big amen. Let's practice on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Man, that's awesome. That is awesome. Okay. No pressure. Just like that, maybe two notches higher, but no pressure, right? One of you in here just like screamed at the top of your lungs and that's cool too. All right. But if I get nervous and you know, we might have to dial it back. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about this new normal, getting better, not just simply getting through. Let's talk about this concept here And let's talk about the storm on the Sea of Galilee that we saw. Now, let's take a look at our our scripture here. Let's click to this next slide, that storm on the Sea of Galilee. We're not all in the same boat, but we are all in the same storm. And this is so true. I spoke about it. This is not an original thought with me. You might have even heard it. But we're not all in the same boat. We're all in the same storm, but not in that same boat. And I want to show you a picture of what the modern day Sea of Galilee actually looks like. So let's take a look at that very quickly. This is Lake Kinneret, and that's sourced from Jerusalem Post newspaper. And you might be thinking, well, I thought you were talking about the Sea of Galilee. Here's the thing. Lake Kinneret and the Sea of Galilee are the same name in modern times, in modern day Israel. And never forget that these were not some fairy tale land. You can go and visit these places. They might have had their names changed over the last 20, you know, uh, 2,000 years or something. But the truth of the matter is, is that this is a modern place that you can go and visit. And that is something that they actually refer to as one of the freshwater sources for the uh, entire city of Jerusalem. And I want to talk a little bit about that in just a moment. And here's your something to learn. Your something to learn is that on the Sea of Galilee, sudden storms were caused by geography and topography. As a matter of fact, Rembrandt had a painting that showed the Sea of Galilee and the storm that is on the Sea of Galilee. It is so famous for its storms that Rembrandt painted one, and you can kind of get a sense of the boat and Jesus sleeping in that boat in the middle of that storm. But here is what we know. Although it's gone by many names, most New Testament readers recognize the Sea of Galilee as its common designation. It's also been known as the Sea of Kinnereth, the Lake of Gennesaret, the Sea of Tiberias, and sometimes just simply the lake. But set in the hills of northern Israel, the Sea of Galilee is, neither, is nearly 700 feet below sea level, about 8 miles wide and about 12 miles long at its widest points. But here's what you need to know. Around the sea, the hills of Galilee reach about 1,400 feet above sea level, and the mountains of the Golan Heights, you've probably heard of the Golan Heights, they reach up to 2,500 feet. And so if you kind of get a sense of this, this was not something new. This was not some crazy phenomenon. This is something that was a regular occurrence. And let me just kind of pause real quick. And can I get an amen on the fact that every time you seem to be coming out of one issue or storm, it seems like you're just about to get ready to go into another one, maybe a short period of peace, but life is storm coming out of that storm and then heading into a new one. It just seems like there's a constant churn in our lives. That's because this world is not our home. And so we got to be very careful that we don't think that this world is our home and get ourselves all up in, you know, a, a, a big old emotional fit because we can't figure out why we don't have it right. The truth is, is that our world is not designed for us to feel at home here. God is providing and preparing us a home, but that is our home. This place is not. And when we get it twisted around in our minds and in our hearts, that's when we run into problems. Well, see, if you go back to that picture of the the modern day lake Uh, of Kinneret, you can kind of even see how it's a little bit of a wind tunnel. You've got uh, different hills and that kind of thing. And you know how it is. The geography as well means some of the winds and the storm fronts come in and some roll out. And in the middle of this, you can almost kind of get a churn that sometimes produces tornadoes. At least it does back in Oklahoma. And so this is one of those things where the topography is a wind tunnel. The geography has colliding fronts. It's crazy and it can get crazy quickly. 
How many of you could say amen to it getting crazy quickly, right? Amen. I mean, all of us right now can say it got crazy quickly. As a matter of fact, you might've seen my daughter Tori doing um, the, the leading of the worship team. Well, she was actually here the day before they canceled the rodeo. They canceled the rodeo on Wednesday. She was actually flying back to Michigan to continue her studies and stuff. And she was doing that on the day before. So literally we were like, hey, this is great. You're here. This is wonderful. The next day, everything got canceled and the world hit pause, right? I mean, everything is changing and it is changing in a sudden way. It almost feels like each and every day makes us feel like everything that we thought we had a handle on, we no longer have a handle on, right? Amen. And so the truth is, is that in these sudden storms that are typical or even atypical this honestly I'm gonna be honest with you this is my first global pandemic ever all right my first one to go through maybe you can say that right okay so here is the truth when these sudden storms hit us God is not out of control and as a matter of fact it is important for us to realize that so we don't miss now here's this something else that I don't want you to miss this is the truth. I believe this. Every testimony begins with a test. It is unavoidable. We talked about this last week. And the disciples are about to have an incredible testimony, but it begins with an incredible test. And let's be very clear. Most of us want incredible testimony, tiny little test. It doesn't work that way. Incredible testimony means incredible test up here, not down here. And don't miss this. This is another thing that I don't want you to miss. Every fear is a chance to exercise your faith. Every fear is a chance for you to exercise your faith. And that is not one that we enjoy. That's not an exercise that we love doing, but it is something that we have the opportunity. And here's the truth. Here is the truth. We're gonna go through the fear. We're gonna go through the storm. We're gonna have the difficulty no matter what. We may as well have the faith that grows along with it rather than the frustration and the aggravation and the hurt and the, the pain and all of those things that most of the time, that's all we get out of our, our fears, you know? But the truth is also every time you feel fear rising up and welling up within you, here's what you should say. If I feel fear, then I will lean into my faith. Let me say that one more time. They tell us these days that neuroscientists tell us that our minds have an if-then setup. If I feel this, then this is how I will act and react. The more that you want to put things in motion in positive ways in your life, if the alarm goes off at 6 a.m., then I go to the gym or, you know, whatever. It's the if-then in your mindset. And this is how you and I are hardwired, how God has created us in our mind. But if I feel fear, then I will lean into my faith doesn't mean that we have all the answers at that very moment. It means I believe that God is in control or at very least, I believe that God is going to move all these things to accomplish his purpose, even if I don't get it. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. So here's what we know. Here is the big idea. Jesus' presence and your perspective change your whole experience. Jesus' presence and your perspective change your whole experience. And I want to be very clear about something. If you have accepted the Lord, he is always with you. But you and I both know that sometimes we let so much get in our way between us and God that God feels a thousand miles away even though he is still with us. And so what I'm talking about, about Jesus's presence here, I'm not talking about Jesus's presence that he gives to all of his followers. I'm talking about the presence where you know that you know that he is right there and it is clear you can feel him right there. And so I believe with all of, your, all of my heart and all of us as Christians, we need to lean into Christ and pull him close in the midst of our fear. That is an important thing. It will change our entire experience. Now, last week we talked about how God probably has to injure normal to bring about something new. And I believe that with all of my heart. And as we share that today, he's about to bring an end to the normal way that his disciples kind of experience this. And let's be very clear. Part of the way that you and I need to really focus, and I hit this last week, I'm going to hit it again. I'm going to tell you guys, it is very important for you and I to realize that 
the news sources that we listen to, and I put up these last week, and I said, that's probably hitting about half of you on one side, about half of you on the other. And then I put up all of these saying that got the rest of you for sure. This is probably where most of us get our news. I'm just here to tell you, it is very important for us to grasp and understand that every single news source gets paid on keeping your eyeballs glued to their screen. And so they don't tell you the most baseline, the most basic, the most obvious and clear things. They show you the most sensationalized things. And you know what emotion grips us and has us held in front of that TV more than any other? Fear. Fear. And so if you're a person who's constantly consuming what they are putting out, no matter which side of the aisle that might be, and I'm not here to talk politics, I'm here to tell you that the truth is, is that we need to be very careful that those things don't grab our attention and we abide in this camp of fear instead of abiding in the camp of faith. And I want to talk about how we see in this story, the disciples they're surrounded by these circumstances that make so much noise and so much is happening and so much to see and experience and fear sets in. And yet Jesus there in the boat says, no, 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 hold on. Don't forget who is the one who put all this in motion. He is God and he is still on the throne. And when he reaches out his hands and says, enough, quiet, calm down. The seas lay down like an obedient dog to Jesus. I mean, it is an amazing. Yeah, there are obedient dogs. I know yours isn't, but there are some out there, right? And so the truth is, is that we need to realize that we can feed our fear or feed our faith, but most of the time it's hard to do both. Now let's quickly talk about the insight and hindsight that we see. And we talked a little bit about this. We talked about we can ask God for insight, not just simply wait for hindsight. Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would give us insight. And then John 16, I shared with you last week, but let's share it again. This is what Jesus spoke to his disciples just hours before the biggest storm that we could even imagine, him hanging on the cross. And as he spoke to them, he says, I have so much more to say to you. More than you can bear now, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He's not going to speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. This is what we need to grasp and understand that God wants us to be at peace in the midst of the storm and not be so fearful that we can't have faith at all. So let's very quickly talk about some things that we can see and apply in our own life that really fit the disciples as well. So catch a couple of things with me real quick. Here's the first thing that I want to make sure. There's little doubt that the disciples had experienced storms here before. Now, here's what I'm talking about. Let's go to this next screen, and it'll kind of go through on Matthew chapter 4 on two separate screens. It says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, that's where all of this happens, right? The Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. That's right. So then Jesus reaches out and speaks to them. You probably remember this. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for men or fish for people. And at once they left their nets and they followed him. So what's going on? We're reminded that a handful of the men that were the disciples and made up that group of 12, a handful of them were fishermen. Now, if you're a fisherman in a place where they constantly have sudden storms, this probably ain't your first rodeo. You understand what I'm saying? They probably had been through a number of these storms. It doesn't mean this one's not worse or I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was worse than they'd ever seen. I have no idea. And right now I know this. Maybe you're saying to yourself, this is worse than I ever would have expected. I can't believe this is happening. But let's go back to that same storm, different boats. For some of us, it's, it's like the world stopped and hit pause. For some of us, we've never been busier in our lives, <laughs> you know, and everywhere in between. For some of us, we've seen more of our kids than we ever thought we would. For some of us, we wish our kids could come home because they left and they can't make it back to where we are. For some of us, we've seen enough of our family, that's for sure. For some of us, we haven't seen nearly enough of our family. It's all the same storm. We're just in a different boat. 
And I don't know where you are, but here's what I know. The disciples were scared to death. They were scared to death. And for some of you, I know that. I know that that's happening. And I don't want you to be hearing these things that I'm sharing with you today and me just kind of being, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. I'm not trying to do that at all. I want to be clear. I know that this is a scary situation, but you can go through this and see that God is still at work in the midst of these things that are happening in our world. And you know what? Some of you are probably going through storms that have nothing whatsoever to do with the little bitty virus that we can't even see. You've seen something else that happened, maybe because of this, but maybe totally unrelated. And you're in a storm right now and you're worried and scared and you don't have the answers. But here's what I would say. This probably ain't your first rodeo either. You've probably been through a few storms and God has brought you through. God has brought you through. And you know what? One of you is here in the place today and you know exactly what I'm talking about. We talked on the telephone and we said, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something that you already know. You just probably need to remember in this moment that God has already brought you through more difficult days than this. And if God has already done that before, don't think he's done now. He is still going to bring you through. Can I get an amen, right? Amen. If God has already brought you through some very difficult days, don't think he's finished with you and leaving you here. The truth is, is that God is still in control. And those things that the disciples were facing were the sudden and the here and now and the right now I'm scared. But they needed to remember that this is the same God, the same son of God who took and did so much with so little. He multiplied the fish and bread. He did all these things. He healed the blind. He raised the dead. If he can do all of those things, he can do what you need done, whether it's just something as simple as a job something as simple as a, as a help in your body, something as simple as a resurrection in your relationship, I'm telling you, he, he is still in control. And these things that you're experiencing, they're nothing new. You've done this before and God has got you through. Now catch this as well. Let's check this next thing out that we wanna make sure and remember. The disciples were following Jesus. And I know that sounds weird. You're like, what? What does that matter? Here's why it matters. I think sometimes we think to ourselves, if I'm just doing the right things, I'm not going to experience anything bad. The truth of the matter is, is that bad things come into your life and come into my life. We had nothing whatsoever to do with the coronavirus, but every single person almost in the entire world, literally billions and billions and billions of people are being affected by a handful of things that happened that were totally out of our control. As a matter of fact, they were all the way on the other side of the world. But thank God our world is as connected as it is. And this is one of those things that is the downside of the positive. You understand? Sometimes... This connected world is a negative, but most of the time it is a very, very positive, positive thing in our lives. There are some of the best people that I know in my life that I would never have known had our world not been so connected. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for you. And so I want to be very clear. This is not a negative. This is just a new normal and a new reality. You know, I'm old enough to remember that I didn't know anyone on the other side of the world. I didn't know anyone who knew people from the other side of the world. And so because of that, if it happened over there, it didn't touch me. That is not our world today. Our world is incredibly connected. And don't forget that something over there affects us over here and something over here affects them over there. This is our world and it is connected. And our world is not a place where things just work perfectly all the time and every single thing just fits perfectly if we're just doing it right. You need to understand that the disciples followed Jesus. They were exactly where he wanted them to be. And then a storm came, right? A storm hit them in the midst of knowing that they were right where Jesus wanted them to be. And so if you are dealing with a storm, if the boat that you're in right now in the midst of this storm is rocking like crazy, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are some sort of person who's way out of God's will. It can mean that, and you need to check that. But don't think that if truly you've been following God and doing all that you can to follow him, that everything's going to be perfect because it won't. It will not. 
And there's example after example in the Bible that you and I are going to go through difficult days no matter what. Now, very quickly, look at verse 23. He got into the boat. Um, let's go back one on that screen if you don't mind. Um, there in verse 23, he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. So right where Jesus is and the disciples are, that's exactly where he wanted them to be. But look in John chapter 16, if you don't mind. I shared this with you last week and I'm going to share it with you again. I've told you these things so that in me you will have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. The truth is, is that you can be in God's will and still deal with problems. So don't let that be something that runs away with you in your mind. Now very quickly, let me share this. This is one more thing to catch and grab. The storm that came out of nowhere may just go away in a moment. And isn't it amazing to see that Jesus basically gets up and he rebukes the wind and waves. It lays down like that obedient dog that we were talking about. And then he says, why were you guys so afraid? Why were you so afraid? Where is your faith? The truth of the matter is, is I'm not trying to be the person who's here to scold you but I hopefully am here to be the person to remind you that the minute that God says it's done, it's done. The minute that God says enough, it is enough. The minute that God says stop, it stops. Now, here's what you and I have to understand. God doesn't always do things on my timeline, neither does he always do things on yours, right? And I know I can get an amen on that. I mean, man, the truth is, is that sometimes my timeline was a long time ago. God, you should have showed up this many weeks ago, this many months ago, whatever it might be, maybe years. And man, some of us are long enough to say, God, you should have shown up in this decade, right? Well, here's what I know, that truthfully, God shows up and when he says it stops, it stops. Sometimes he allows us to go through some things. And can I just say something? I want to be very clear about something. And this is not something I want to say in a quick way. I don't want to just act like it's this toss-off line or whatever. I want you to hear something. There are some things in my life that God has put a stop to in an instant. And it was over. And I'm very, very grateful for those. But there is a, a great quote and I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. This is not an original with me. This was a woman by the name of Holly Furtick. She is uh, Stephen Furtick's wife. And she said, God is called to be our guide. God is not called to be our ride. Okay? And I love that. I thought that was really good. God is called to be your guide and not your ride. There are some things in your life that you need to understand that if they were taken away, you wouldn't really rely on God the way that you have to if they remain in your life. Now, I can't explain it, but I know that in the apostle Paul, he asked God over and over and over again to take the thorn away in his life. But God said, no, my strength is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you because my power is perfected in weakness. And now I'm here to tell you the other side of the story. I told you that God has intervened in my life and put a cease and desist order in my life. And he stopped some things that needed to stop in my life. But there are some other things that I still have to deal with, things that are of this world and things that are one day going to get fixed but haven't gotten fixed yet. Some of them that I'm the problem, some of them that I have no control over them and they are in my life and they will always be in my life more than likely. And when God says stop, they will stop. But sometimes God doesn't stop. He instead gives us grace to overcome. And we need to remember that he is still God. And he is still bringing about something in our lives to get us better in the midst of these things, not to just simply get us through. And let me just say this one more time. I shared this with you guys last week. I talked about Dr. Henry Cloud and how he had a couple of different books, one called Boundaries and one called Necessary Endings. And in those books, he talks about how the fact is, is that our lives sometimes we get way too comfortable in what we know, not what we should be doing or should be going towards. And he said this, and, and you guys had mentioned that this was pretty powerful in your life. It wasn't mine the first time. There was a patient who spoke to Dr. Henry Cloud, the author of Necessary Endings, and this is what that patient said. I know I live in hell, but at least I know the names of all the streets. 
For most of us, we don't give up the change and we don't give up the normal until God makes us give up that normal. And then and only then is he able to do something new in our lives. And as you're going towards that new normal, just be reminded of our big idea that Jesus's presence and your perspective change your whole experience of this thing that we're going through. So here's how you apply this. And I'm gonna apply this the same way last week and the same way this week. And this is how you apply. You lean, you love, and you learn in the midst of all that we're going through. Very quickly, here's how you lean. You lean and, and you remember that God alone is your anchor in this storm. In the midst of all the craziness and all that's happening, Don't be like the disciples and forget. Instead, lean in and remember that God is your anchor. And then you also love and remember to love the other people that are around you and express it to those that are around you. Because in the midst of all this stuff that we're dealing with, man, don't don't make other people go through it alone just because you won't go out there and express this. And then learn. Learn that your greatest fear is likely where you can learn the most. That fear is an opportunity to exercise the faith muscle. And just like you exercise a faith muscle by dealing with something that's heavy, it's the same way in a gym as it is in your faith life, in your spiritual walk. You have to lift the difficult things to have the incredible testimony that God has for you to eventually embrace and embody. And I would just remind you again that every test is the beginning of a testimony if you will allow it. And it is about God's presence and you having the perspective to see that God is doing something. So can I just be very frank with you? On this Memorial Day weekend, I wanna call us to be a little tougher and to be a little more courageous. Have you ever had that experience where you realize that you could go through something that you didn't realize you could go through. I, I, I tell people all the time, this is, this is one of my common jokes, and you know, I got about five or six. I just recycle all the jokes all the time. I mean, I don't have any new material. But I tell people all the time, look, I'm not gonna run. I just don't run. Sorry, I don't do that. Like, I'll lift a weight or something like that. That's my cool exercise, but I ain't gonna run. And I tell my kids all the time, I probably won't even run if somebody's chasing me. Like, I'm not doing that, right? That's not my thing. But you know, when I was younger, I had to do something. I had to run a certain length of time. I'm not gonna get into all of it. Some of you would be like, I do that all the time. Some would be like, what, he's bragging? I don't know, probably in the middle somewhere. Here's the truth. I thought there's no way I can do it. There's no way I can go through it. There's no way that I'll get through. I thought it in my head, but you know what I found? I found that this was the biggest obstacle that I had to overcome because my legs were ready. I could do it, but I didn't think I could. And so it was kind of this barrier that stood in my way. And can I just tell you something? You probably have more courage than you give yourself credit for. You're probably stronger than you think you are. And you've probably seen already in your spiritual life how God has shown up in ways that you didn't know he would, but then you look back and you go, he really brought me through. And I'd thought that kind of thing would kill me. I never thought I'd make it, but yet he brought me through. Can I tell you something? We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Don't forget that we have the resurrection power of God laying upon our lives and resting in our lives. And sometimes we as Christians, we're way too soft. We let the smallest things scare us away. And we don't go through a difficulty. We don't go through a storm with the strength and with the courage. And we don't go through a storm knowing that God will bring us through. Why? Because he's already done it. And then in that other time he did it, and the other time he did it, and the other time he did it, and all of those times that he's already brought you through. Is he just stopping? Is he not on the throne? No, but the storm was so sudden and it's so powerful and it's so right here and right now. Well, you know what? He is the God who is still right here And right now, can I get an amen on that, right? He is still God. He is still here and he is still with you. I don't know when it ends. I don't know when it ends in your life. I don't. Maybe you'll get a call. Maybe you'll get a letter. Maybe you'll get a a glimpse that God is at work. I don't know what will happen, but I know something will because God will bring us through. 
he is God and he always shows up. He rarely shows up early. I wish he would, but he doesn't. He rarely shows up early, but he never shows up late. So take courage and know that God is still working and still in control. Let's be a little more courageous. All right, so I wanted to share something with you. The most courageous thing that I've ever seen was actually just um, geography. Let me show it to you real quick. I'm about to end with this. So this is a picture of Shelly and I on Omaha Beach in Normandy, France on July 4th, 2017. I know some of y'all are gonna say, you had more hair then and your hair wasn't quite as white. Y'all be nice, all right, just be nice. Okay, so this also, if you notice, that was my 25th anniversary trip that I was taking Shelly on and you notice that's my you know, 27 and a half year mark of our marriage. But, you know, we got there eventually. It was an amazing trip. That's me and my beautiful wife there, literally looking at Omaha Beach in Normandy, France on July 4th. What an amazing time to visit. If you could see my shirt, I got my America shirt on. I'm walking around. Yeah, somebody asked me about July 4th right now. So that's me, all right? So that's what I'm doing. And that is the beach. Here is a picture of the beach from a different perspective, right? This is the picture of the beach itself, and you see those hills. This is the most amazing and bravest thing that I've ever seen in my life. That doesn't look like anything to you because you just don't know the story, but I'm about to tell you the story. If you know this story, wave upon wave upon wave of U.S. troops landed on the European mainland from Great Britain onto this beach, a number of beaches, but Omaha Beach was one of the most important and one of the biggest. And men were coming in from the sea, running across this huge expansive beach and running right up to the bottom and to the base of those cliffs. And as they got to those cliffs, they threw ropes up to the top. Those cliffs stand in smaller denominations, but roughly about 80 to 90 to 100 feet in some places. And they were crawling up those cliffs with ropes. But here's where the real courage comes in. The Germans were at the top of those ropes, some of them dislodging them, some of them cutting them, some of them shooting their guns down at the soldiers that were on the ropes, some of them dropping grenades down as they were crawling up the 90 to 100 foot cliff walls. The thing that got me so much right here is, I have no doubt that those men that were storming those cliffs saw friends falling off those ropes and yet they grabbed them anyway. You wanna know why my heroes are people that wear camo, like this is why. And so they would grab the rope and as their friends had been shot, they still grabbed the rope and still scaled that. Now I will tell you, and I've shared this with you before, we celebrated on July 4th, we were there, and in France, that's not a big day, not a big deal. On July 4th, we were there and we were in that place and the lady who was French said, are any of you from the United States of America? And I was like, yes, yes ma'am, I sure am. Raise my hand proud to be from where I'm from. And she said, I just want to say thank you for what your country did to save my country. I thought, wow, what an amazing thing. And so this to me is the symbol of courage like nothing I've ever seen. And there's even a national monument, a D-Day monument, and it's so incredible. It gives you a sense of what they were doing and how it was being experienced. And you can probably see that on your screen. Here is what I know. We need to take courage and we need to move forward in courage. This can turn you into a person who's consumed by fear or a person who's leaning into faith. And I don't know what all is going to happen in your life, but I will tell you this, take courage. As Jesus said to his disciples in another place in the gospels, take courage. It is I, I'm the one who's with you in the midst of this. And even when his disciples were just convinced that the storm was gonna kill them, 
I'm here to tell you that he is going to get us through. So whatever you're facing and whatever boat you're finding yourself in today, let's pray for the hindsight to be our sight. Let's pray for that hindsight that's gonna be 2020 to be the sight that we see that God is at work in our here and now in our current situation. He is in control and he is with us at all times. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I know that there are some people that are dealing with some real fearful issues, some difficulties that they face. And I don't have the answers, but I know that you do. All I can do is to point them to you and say, take courage. He is the reason for our courage. But I pray that you would make us, Lord, more dependent, but also more aware that you are with us and sometimes what we would never attempt on our own we can go through because you are carrying us and leading us through give us courage lord make us the people that when they say we are more than conquerors and we are overcomers that it looks like that in our lives not just simply in our bibles but god instead i pray that you would help our lives to exhibit the courage and the strength and the stamina and the faith that you have instilled within us and i pray that that as we rely upon you, God, that we will lean in and allow you to be our source of strength. May your presence give us perspective. And dear God, thank you that you are with us. And in the midst of this storm, whatever boat we find ourselves in, God, may we put all of our faith and trust in you and you alone. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity around your word. And Lord, when we feel that fear, if we feel fear, then we will lean into our faith. And God, we ask that it would be true for all of us in Jesus' name. And everyone together said, amen. Guys, thank you so much for your time and for your attention. I appreciate you, especially uh, on this Memorial Day joining us. It's good to see uh, you here. I hope we will see you again next week or maybe even come and be a part of things. I guess we got a handful more this week than we had last, and it is good to see some faces. We got things socially distant. We've got a handful of masks for you. We got tons of sanitizer. We're good to go. So if you'd like to be here, you come and join us in real life or come and join us again uh, next week as we celebrate around God's word. But we're gonna end today the way that we always do. We've just heard God's word. Now let's go live it. God bless you. Love you guys. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Thanks.